Blog Talk Radio. Jerry Gray has been fighting cancer, and 
I mean, you know, dude's struggling to pay his rent, let alone eat, and um, yeah, so that's kind of kind of important. So, um, yeah, so what's uh, he, uh, the shirt will be up. It will be. I'm not quite sure yet, but the the uh, the design's done. We're just uh, trying to get uh, a couple things uh, fixed up at Brown Butter. But yeah, um the shirts will go for 21.99, which is the regular uh price plus shipping. I think it should be about $25 and $10 of each of those sales will go directly to the GoFundMe for Jerry. Um but uh b- before we get our first guest on, uh, I I do want to share a link. Uh, I've been sharing this link for a while. Um and I've been saying this since I've been blue in the face that, you know, selling Selling a T-shirt sure makes the the pain go away just a little bit. So we'll go with tinyurl backslash help out DJ. Um, that's uh you know DJ's got some pretty cool shirts, uh, pretty cool merch out there. Uh, you know reach out, uh, buy a shirt, buy two, buy five. I'm pretty sure that would make him happy. But I'd like to welcome to the show the man with probably the prettiest dropkick on the all of the indie scene, Mr. Douglas James. Welcome to the show, Doug. How are you feeling tonight? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. That's uh, very nice of you to say about my uh, my dropkick. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing well. Good. Good. Sure. Good. I'm 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 glad. Um, have you started physical therapy at all, or? Yeah, um, I actually started physical therapy last Monday. Um, so that's been going well. Uh, keeps me focused, and you know I'm a very very driven person almost to a fault that sometimes so I'm just super focused on getting back and and doing what I love to do well those those have been living under a rock um let let's let the people know you know pretty much what happened to you your your accident and uh where and when yeah. and... okay um yeah so on November 1st I actually took a last minute like the night before Halloween I got asked for a last minute replacement on bar wrestling a show I've done a bunch of times um, and I ended up wrestling Luchasaurus, who I think is really great. You know, things happen in wrestling, and it's all part of the game. And we opened the show. We opened it hot. Um, the match was going great. Uh, I was having, you know, a lot of fun in there. Just I love battling guys that are a lot bigger than me to test, test my heart and see where I'm at. And, you know, uh, we were, I guess, setting up for a Spanish fly, and didn't really go according to plan, and I uh, he landed on me awkwardly, and I dislocated my hip. Ouch. So it was, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's wild, man. Like, I mean, obviously it's been about a month and stuff, and I've where I've played every sport like you could basically think of from football, ice hockey, soccer, basketball, you know, baseball, wrestled in high school, jiu-jitsu, MMA, professionally, all that stuff, and. This was easily, hands down, the worst pain I've ever felt ever. I can't even, like, describe the pain that I was in. And, um, yeah, like, I couldn't move when it happened. I, my, basically, it was my right hip, and it was, um, I don't know the medical term, but it was projected, you know, outside of me. So my right knee was stuck to my left knee for about five hours. Oh. So it happened around happened around the show. I don't even know exactly where it happened, but this is my guess. So the show started at 9. We were the first match, probably like 9.20-ish. It went down, and they didn't uh, put me under to put it back in place until around 2 a.m. Oh, damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, 
Yeah, it was it was not the best time of my life, let me tell you. So it was um, yeah, it was crazy. Doesn't you know? sound pleasant. No, no. I mean, I recommend anybody out there don't do that. Don't dislocate your hip. Um, but you know what? Now, yeah. Well, was the spot on a tornado DDT? You know, diving out the ring into a tornado DDT. Yes, uh, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So it was triple dive. Caught me on the third because he's a monster. Countered into a tornado DDT. Yeah, but yeah. Hey man, no you gotta bueno. do everything you can when a guy when a guy's huge. But you know, I mean, I, I I was all right. You know, your adrenaline's going, and you know, I've been hurt before um, with other sports, of course. But like in wrestling, you know, I've gotten a concussion a, like a few like once or two once or twice. I split my lip open really badly in a match at PCW. You know, I tore my ankle. I think I tore my ankle. I don't really know. I never went to the doctor against uh, B Boy, and we wrestled for about a half hour after that. You know, pushing through. Was that for Finest City? Yeah, when I, I uh, when I won the title there, the heavyweight championship mm-hmm. there, I like um, I did a flying knee off a of bleacher, pretty dumb, I guess, and uh, tore, I really hurt my ankle bad. I don't, to this day, I don't know how bad, but um, you know, I was able to continue. And I've always prided my prided myself on that of like, you know, my training in life and sports growing up and just my attitude and what I went through at Santino is the way we train and our philosophy mm-hmm. on things. I always, you know, wanted to always, no matter what happens, continue and keep going to the end. And this was unfortunately something that I, I couldn't even, there's no way I could have kept going, of course. And it's, you know, it's heartbreaking. It, it sucks. Um, but, you know, at the same time, as bad as it was, I mean, it's like I don't, I don't know any other wrestler ever that's had a dislocated hip. Um, as far as I'm concerned, mm. I'm the first one. And like when I'm in physical active, therapy no. and all this, you know, maybe they they got a hip replacement. You know, they don't think everyone's mm-hmm. ever dislocated their hip. Um, it's very hard to do. Like even my physical therapist is a very well known, or very not, I don't know, well known, but very you know, uh, well respected physical therapist. She doesn't know. She doesn't ever really work on a dislocated hip. It's it's like a femur, broken femur, or a, uh, you know, or, yeah, or hip replacement, those kind of things. And so that's the hard part about it, you know. But, like, I don't have anybody to go to. You know, you hurt your back or your knee or your shoulder. Usually somebody's been down that road a little bit, and I don't really have that. But that being said, and I'm rambling, but that being said, um, it could have been way worse. And I kind of look, that's kind of like how I like to look at a lot of things uh, in the past, you know, year or so is, you know, in that in that regard, you know, that when I went to the hospital, the doctors thought I broke my because I was so swollen and I was in so much pain. Um, and I would have been out for, you know, well over a year if I would have ever been able to come back from something like that. And, um, I, you know, it is a move where we're flipping. Um, I could have spiked my head and, you know, snapped my neck or anything like that. And, you know, it could always be worse. Um, so I just try to be as positive as I can. Um, about the situation, because that's all you can do. You know, I was negative and down and crying and all, or all that kind of stuff. Or I don't know. It just wouldn't get. It wouldn't help anybody. It wouldn't help me, and it wouldn't help you know my goal of uh, coming back in the ring and tearing it up like I was doing before. So. Yeah, it's been a it's been a rough month for injuries. Um, yourself, yeah, yeah, sure. uh, Joey Ryan, uh, Adam Thornstow of the Reno Scum. Uh, he tore his other bicep. You know, it's been a, a, a rough. Uh, rough month, but I mean, the, it does happen, you know, and guys just got to work through it and, you know, you got to just be as safe as possible. And speaking of, of yeah. being safe, uh, you're, you're a Santino brother. 
Um, yeah. The, you come highly regarded from that school. I mean, I've known Joey for a long time, and, you know, they, yeah. they, they handle business, and it shows with their students. Um, you, you just you – know, you, you hear that someone's from Santino, you can get booked because they don't yeah. put out crappy performers. Yeah, I mean, going into Santino Bros, you know, I didn't really know too much about the area, the scene, and all that kind of stuff, and I just feel very fortunate and grateful that I came upon that school, and, you know, while while that, like, when I was younger, I grew up in New Jersey, I was an XPW fan, I used to buy their tapes and all that stuff, and I was a big Kid Chaos fan, I didn't really put it two and two together when I was out here, and, you know, so that's kind of cool, and, um, but yeah, like, the way we train, I don't, you know, I haven't been to a lot of other schools, I can't say that, but they train us, you know, the right way, and, you know, the proof is in the pudding, as they say, with the results that come out of that school, and, you know, we're ready, it's not like a couple months and they just send us out, it's like a full curriculum, you know, we're working hard, you know, tirelessly, and we're pushed to the, to the limit, there's no babying, there's no, um, you know, just there to grab your money and go kind of thing, they're there to make sure uh, that you're safe and you're the best you can be uh, for the scene and for the school. They don't want to put out people that aren't any good. They don't want to put out people with their name on it that are dangerous or, or whatever it is, you know, bad people, all those kind of things. And um, it's a testament to Joey, Sylvia, uh, Robbie, and Los Luchas, you know, like Robbie Phoenix and Los Luchas, uh, the kind of, um, you know, wrestlers they're putting out. And it's true, man. Like, you know, I had – uh, the the first match I had out here was with Eli. I wrestled Eli, and then I wrestled Tito, and then I did a battle royal all in one day, uh, in one show. But but the next the next time I ever wrestled, my third match technically was at uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Um, oh, wow. From primarily from Joey, you know, uh, putting me over to Dave Marquez, and you know, boom, you know, the rest is history. You know, sink or swim kind of thing. And, yeah, I've always appreciated that about Joe. He keeps that, it real. That's not a, that's not an easy show to get booked on. You know, it's really no, not. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like I've just been very lucky and fortunate. A lot of things are in wrestling are timing, placing, or whatever, whatever they're looking for at the time. And, you know, I try to take every opportunity I can, no matter what it was, and do my best and, you know, mm-hmm. kick every door down. Uh, that's what I try to do every single time. And I feel like for the most part, you know, I've been very successful in it and things have been going very well. Haven't been wrestling for too long, but it's going really well. So, yeah, they're the best. So the the first time I saw you live was okay. at the All Pro Wrestling slash Go Rush Pro Wrestling Young Lions Cup. It seems to be yeah. a tradition that there's a carload from from uh, the Santino brothers to come up, um, just on name, you know, and then. Also, Sparky asked the fans who they want to see and whatnot, and you made quite the impression. Um, you know, that was the, the, your first shot, and, I mean, you just skyrocketed up here. I mean, not not even mentioning what's going on down south and, you know, the PWG and, and other stuff. Um, what did you think of that first that first Young Lions tournament when you came up? Oh, I mean, I, I had a blast. Uh... I don't know if it I think it yeah, so that's got to be the first time I went to NorCal. Uh, so that was, like, probably – I would. I think that was my first time, unless I did something for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. But anyways, it was, like, you know, one of my first long road trips. I went up with Ruby Rays, 
and, um, you know, just like put it in the miles, so to speak, with no real guarantees of what's going to happen. And I, I, you know, I grew up loving, I mean, I wrestled and all that kind of stuff, so I love tournaments. You know, I have always, mm-hmm. just, I love the King of the Ring. The King of the Ring was the, 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 the dopest thing to me, you know, and so to be able to do that kind of thing and, you know, I wrestled a tag match and then the singles and then was in the finals. It was great, you know, and it definitely helped me a lot um, in Northern California and probably other places too. But, you know, I met John LaRocca there, Marcus Mack. Um, I was on, I was doing Premiere for a little bit while that was running. And, you know, I started doing APW because of that thing, because of that. And it really, you know, really launched me in a, in a way, you know, unbeknownst to me, I was just there to do everything I can to get my name out there. And, yeah, it really worked out for me. So. Yeah, that's that tournament is it's looked forward to by fans um performers as well as um company owners you know because sparky just doesn't book someone just to book them there's a reason that they're being used and it's a showcase for all 16 so that's you know just getting into the tournament let alone you know uh getting to the finals um like you did uh yeah, that I'll tell you though that that finals match was a hell of a match. Um, yeah, just well, it was a lot of fun and like um, again, you know, like I wish I could be able to wrestle Will, Will Roberts again. I wanted uh, singles with him because we were the last mm. two in there when he when he won, and um, you know, that's kind of unfortunate. But you know, yeah, I mean, it's great. I think it's awesome what Sparky Sparky does with that tournament. It really helps launch guys, helps put them in good positions, helps get experience and all that stuff working a couple times a night or whatever that is and giving guys, yeah, giving guys opportunity. It's a great thing that's like, I don't know how many people are in the tournament, like 16 or maybe more or whatever. And they're all guys. That, 16, yeah, they're all guys. 16 people for the most part that not many people know about. Or especially if they're from Southern California, nobody knows about them in Northern California or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. It's a really good opportunity to show what you have. They put it on YouTube. People can watch it. It's great. Uh, I've, you know, Sparky's the man. Bottom line. Sparky. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, I mean, Brody King wouldn't have signed with Ring of Honor if he didn't win the Young Lions Cup in 16. I mean, I mean right? I that kind of kind of kickstarted maybe, Brody. Yeah, right. It it, it kickstarted Possible, him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. It helped launch him to be what we all knew he would be. You know, um, Brody he's and I amazing. started together. And he's great, great, great guy, scary guy, of course. But uh, you know, he he worked his ass off, and he's. Uh, the epitome of what it is when you work hard and do the right things, that good things do happen. doesn't happen to everybody, but that's, you know, proof is in the pudding again, like I said before. Uh, he did everything he could. He was always at the dojo, always working, doing everything he can to get better, to improve, going to shows to help out, putting up rings, doing everything. And, you know, and next year he's going to be a ring of honor. So, great. Hopefully more. Um, you yeah, know, there's, you know, <laughs> it's only the beginning I, I'm my my personal want for him is to get the the Cody slash Young Bucks contract where he gets to work Ring of Honor, right. PWG, and then New Japan. Um, I, you know I, that's he's already teaming with uh, Marty Skrull in Australia, so I mean it's already right. a foot in the door, and you know he he has done stuff with the dojo down there too, so you know the sky's yeah. the limit for him. And you know what, Brody's a good dude. He's yeah, just, he's, he's a good dude. dude. And he, and he wants it, you know, and I feel like he's the kind of guy 
that whatever he wants, he'll get. And, uh, yeah, like he said, it's just the beginning for him, you know. So I'm, I'm very happy for him. We, you know, we, went, we go way back, so very happy for him. So I've, I've had on uh, a past guest who was your tag team partner for a while, uh, kind of regular, uh, you and Jake mm-hmm. Atlas. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Jake, man. The the Another another oh. Santino brother kid that's just phenomenal at, what, three years in? Yeah, I mean, Jake's a superstar. I mean, he's always been super talented. He still is super talented. He's only getting better, um, like wildly getting better, improving, finding himself as a person and as a wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many people really know, but, you know, I don't even know the ribs. But, like, Jake and Brody and I kind of all started together. Um, all different kinds of situations, but we were all in the dojo not – uh, not being wrestlers yet, just training together. And we were the three that really wanted it the most. And we would, you know, like during the holiday season, it relatively slows down at the school, like for class-wise. And we would come, I think we went on a, a Christmas morning or Christmas Eve morning, and we went to the dojo or the private with Robbie Phoenix. And we just really wanted it. We were always doing it. And, um, you know, Jake ended up having an injury that sidelined him for a while. So then, and I was one of the first, I think I started first on the scene and then Brody followed pretty soon after. And then Jake came and Jake's terrific, you know, and I, I, I don't even know if sky's the limit is the right word to say for those two. I just think the limit, the only limit they have is whatever limit they put on themselves. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't see anything less than success for those guys. So, you know, they're my brothers and, and they earn, they'll earn everything they get. When I, when I think of Jake or speak of Jake, I think of the Bruce Lee interview like water, and he's yeah. that smooth, and it, it's yeah. amazing. And he's another good dude, you know. He he doesn't he yeah. doesn't have to take the time to you know talk to fans and whatnot, and you know he's he's a personal hero of my son, um, right? Which is cool, you know. He yeah, but you know that's a whole different whole different animal. But you know what? He's also a hell of a performer, and you know I can't wait to see him back in up here January or February. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure yet, but yeah. Well, well, speaking of up here, um, let's talk about you wrestling in the world famous Cow Palace. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that was pretty pretty crazy. You know what I mean? Like, who would have thought, right? I mean, I remember that was the second time they ran at the Cow Palace, correct? Right. Yes, sir. Yes. So I remember the first time seeing it, thinking it was like a one-and-done thing and kind of being like, oh, I really wish I could have could have been there. And, um, you know, originally I was supposed to be just in the Battle Royal, um, you know, and, you know, how luck have you or whatever it is, I was able to get, you know, defend the PCW uh, Light Heavyweight Championship against Matt Cross. And, yeah, it was just, it was just insane, you know, being in that locker room to, you know, walking that aisle seeing all the crowd, you know, being in that ring, just hearing the echo of the arena, it was insane. I mean, actually just, like, driving to the arena and seeing how, you know, the, the, how big it was, the fans outside. Yeah, it kind of just, like, took my breath away a little bit. And unbeknownst to me, maybe I'm not very smart, but, you know, I do the frog splash. Uh, well, you know, I've done it for a long time and didn't realize it at the time. But, you know, Eddie Guerrero won the title from Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. in that arena with the frog splash. and I don't know. It was just—it was cool for me. It was a really great moment. I pointed yeah. up when you did it. 
I pointed up yeah, to Eddie was, when you did it. Just yeah, I was it, like, yep, he honored awesome. Eddie, and it. it yeah, like, if I do that move, I try to make, you know, guys like him and guys like Rob Van Dam proud because, you know, I wouldn't obviously do that move if they didn't kill it every night with that with that same move. So, you know, like, people ask me sometimes, like, this kind of go off of the Cow Palace thing, but people will ask me, uh, like, my name for moves, so to speak, or whatever. And, but especially for the Frog Splash, I don't really, like, ever know if I'll have a name for it because... Just the Frog you know, Splash. They're, they're, it's just a frog splat, exactly, and like I didn't. It is what it, it is. You know? <laughs> it is exactly what it is, you know. It's like if you throw a shining wizard, the, uh, you're not going to rename it. You know, it's just it's a I, it's an iconic I mean, move. You just yeah, people probably do, but you know, if anything, I'll just call the uh, Melter Six and a Quarter Star Splash. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, what were you a fan or? Or were you just kind of when it would come on, you'd sit down and watch? Or, or was I'm assuming you were a, a raw nitro kid because you know you're half yeah. my age. So right, right. Um, I'm assuming it was Monday nights for you. Uh, who did it for you yeah. on TV? Uh, all right. So yeah, no, a huge wrestling fan growing up. I mean, I remember my bro- I have an older brother. He was into wrestling. Um, you know, very, I guess more of like you know young casual kids. So I remember like going to the toy store with him and, like, seeing, like, Ultimate Warrior stuff. And, but, like, I didn't really get into it until I was in, um, I guess I'll show my age, but until I was in second grade, I remember uh, I started watching, like, right before the Royal Rumble 95. And I remember, like, the for whatever reason, the first wrestler that I fell in love with was the one two three kid. And mm-hmm. I remember watching him, like, on an action zone or something. Maybe I'm making it up, but like an action zone. I no, remember no, not, zone. not ordering the pay-per-view because I wouldn't really watch it. And my parents probably were like, what are you talking about? And so I came to school on the Monday and my friend, my good friend at the time was a big wrestling fan. And I, I kept asking him who won. He told me Shawn Michaels. And from then I just fell, fell in love with it, fell in love with Shawn Michaels. Um, I begged my parents to order me WrestleMania 11. And that was, that was the first pay-per-view I ordered. And, and I kind of got my dad to get it because we're from uh, New Jersey. My dad's a big New York Giants fan. So my selling point was that Lawrence Taylor was in the main event. And boom, Smart guy. Got it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, was, you know, I was good at that at a young age. But, yeah, I've always loved wrestling. Like, Shawn Michaels was my guy. You know, I was a big Bret Hart fan as well um, growing up. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would go back and forth. You know, I would watch uh, Nitro and then Raw and I would, like, commercial breaks or whatever, go back and forth. I was I got into ECW and I would watch that on like I think it was like at the MSG channel in New York at like one mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning on Saturdays and I was a big Spike Dudley fan huge but I always um, liked the smaller guys APW original Spike dogs. Dudley yeah you know like I've a exactly yeah hell yeah like I was um you know I'm not a big guy never been a big guy. And so I've always gravitated towards the guys like, you know, Rey Mysterio was a, you know, a big hero of mine. And, yeah, Spike Dudley and, uh, you know, guys like that. And, but, I, you know, I just yeah, I fell in love with wrestling at a very young age. I always wanted to be a wrestler. And I guess I just got to a point where, you know, life happens. And I maybe just thought, like, I didn't, I couldn't um, do it or didn't really know how to do it, even though I probably did know how to do it, and, uh, being too small or whatever. So, you know, life takes you in different directions, and I started doing, you know, jiu-jitsu and MMA 
and I did it for a while. I loved it. You know, I loved competing and training and all of that. But at the same time, I was always a wrestling fan. And I guess I got to a point where I was just like, now or never, you know, or like, it'll never, it'll never work if I don't do it now or I'll have regret for the rest of my life. And, you know, one day I just stopped doing MMA and I actually won um, a $2 scratch off. I won $200. And that was the exact amount of money I needed to sign up for Santino. I took that money and I signed up like two days later. There you go. True story. Yeah. There you go. It doesn't get any more clear cut as that. Um, Just uh, that. That's an amazing story. I did not know that about the scratcher. That that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. True, true story. You know, like times are tough. I, you know, I'm from New Jersey. Moved out here. You know, I was just working on a food truck, doing you know jujitsu stuff and all that, and boom, it worked out for me. So, yeah, rest is history, as they say. Well, I'm I'm going to ask you the 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 usual Markish question. What is the yeah. favorite match that you have competed in? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, there's a couple for different reasons, but I would say that my overall number one favorite match I ever did was actually recently. You know, cause I, I do feel like I'm constantly getting better. Is um, I wrestled Ray Rosa, who I've always had good chemistry with. This was like our third match. And it was a two out of three falls match, uh, main event at AWS. I think it was September or something for the AWS lightweight title. And uh, yeah, we wrestled for over a half hour. And um, I don't know. I think it was definitely you know some of my best work. He's awesome, Ray. I can't say enough good things about Ray. He's, uh, incredible, should be everywhere. His fanny pack game is like, on point. Oh, on point, man! He showed me that one day. You can't touch it. Money. Yeah, love it. But he's just, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's a great, great wrestler, so good. And, yeah, I just love that match. And, like, for a lot of reasons, I thought I thought we made it a, we told a beautiful story. You know, we did, all, we did we had every element in it, I believe. And, um, but not even that, I mean, the show at AWS, it does run long. It is a long show. There's all, usually, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, eight or nine Bart, matches. Bart doesn't give a shit. So he doesn't care. Yeah, you know, it's like it is. You know what you're getting yourself into when you're or on the mm-hmm. show or even going as a, as a fan. And so you know the matches you generally, if they're not longer for whatever reason, it just like happens to be a long show. I don't know, long breaks in between or a long intermission or whatever. And I remember we went on at around like 11:30 or 11, and they were tired. The crowd was definitely tired, and they were a little quiet in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, like we had them, where everybody was on their feet at the end. And, I don't know. I just love that match so much. So, yeah. How about great. tag match? Oh, my favorite tag match. That's in it. Um, hmm. That's a good question. You stumped me on that. Um, actually, recently, another recent one. I just feel like, you know, at a certain point this year, I kind of turned a corner. Um, but anyways, at, in, in Mexico... It was myself and Roy's Isaacs uh, versus Eli and Danny Limelight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought we tore it up. We killed it. Yeah, that was good stuff. I love, yeah, that I love was that match. You know, the 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 crash. They they need to do internet pay per view. Um, they yeah, need to do Twitch yeah, yeah, something. Do. It, it's we need eyes on that product. I mean, you know, Josh Garcia tries, but he you know he can put out as many little videos as he can post. But we need to see 
that product. That product's it's just insane. It reminds me of ninety four AAA where it was just balls to the wall, um, many different styles, uh Americans coming in and out. Um yeah, the 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 sky's the limit for that promotion. Um Yeah. But yeah. Sorry to go on a little rant. I I, no, I just I love no, the crash. No, I and, agree, man. You know, it's just no, the crash is awesome. Yeah, no, I think there's it's such a good show. It's always so stacked and uh yeah, I mean I don't I don't generally know why there's no, no nothing like that, no stream service or anything, but yeah, I love wrestling down there. It's, that's been another blessing of mine to be able to do that at a early part of my career and kept coming back. Well, it's oh, it's been a half hour. Um, Time I actually should have I, I should have just booked two guests tonight. I should have booked three, just because I mean we only just yeah. started. But uh, it's like you're, I'd you're actually, like a. You're kind of like a regular wrestling promoter. They just overbook things, you know? So of course, you know. My my eight-hour, you know, Frank Goodman show, you know, <laughs> and that that's for the yeah. old-school tape heads, so. Hell, yeah. But, but you know, uh, I was, I was, yeah, what's up? Oh, go ahead, bro. No, 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 you, no, you first. You're the host. What's up? No, I was going to throw out the plugs, but uh, go right ahead and. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I always appreciate you. You're You're a great fan, and. You know, I appreciate you having me on to talk. You know, it has been a hard time in my life with this injury. It's been super unfortunate and uh, not ideal, of course. And I, I really appreciate you allowing me to come on to kind of, you know, spit a little bit of my story out there and uh, maybe some positivity to anybody that listens because, you know, it always does get better and it usually always can be worse. So, again, thank you. You know, I hope to see you around and uh, NorCal, hope I can get booked up there a little bit. When I, you know, when I'm not. Oh, get health, get healthy, and Marcus will book you. You're 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 in the oh, you're in the yeah, black book, know. so. You know right, you're you're so. in the black book for Marcus, as as is yeah, Jake. Uh, you know, plus Jungle Boy needs opponents, so. I would love to wrestle Jungle Boy. That guy is so good. Ah, he's oh, great. amazing. So, um, yeah, I would I would I never wrestled him. I don't even think we've ever touched. You know, but I would love mm-hmm. to get an opportunity at that. And, um, but yeah, so like plugging wise, you know, I have, if you don't follow, if you're not following me at all, I'm on uh, Twitter at Douglas James Pro. Same thing for Instagram, Douglas James Pro. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Douglas James. You know, I have a, a website with my t shirt. There's a tiny URL that you have made for me that's very generous of you. It's um, the Douglas James dot store envy um, dot com. Envy at that's store N V Y. Yeah. Let's let's well, go with tinyurl.com backslash a. Oh no, wait a minute, that's mine. Let's find yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you tiny. Help, oh, tiny uh, help out DJ. Yeah, help out DJ. Yeah, thank you, man, for that. And you know, if you could, you know, if you have any extra money or looking for some cool shirts, I have I think ten or eleven designs on there. I got a new one today, and um, you know, love the support. I have all the sizes. If you don't, if you don't, if you need a larger size, I don't have it. Message me, we'll make it work. And, um, again, I appreciate it. Anyone who's listening, I appreciate all of your support. Um, yes, it was a rough time. The injury was awful. But I had so many people reaching out from fans to, you know, wrestlers, people that do, you know, whatever, announcing, everybody, um, people that I never would have expected to reach out have reached out and the support means the world. And uh, really lifted my spirits when it was getting down. And, you know, I you know, I can't wait to come back. I think about it constantly. And I know when I come back, 
I'm just going to be a whole different animal. And I, I was hitting my stride before, and I don't know. That was that was nothing compared to what's going to be like when I come back. So. Well, Appreciate the, all. the thing is, DJ, just by looking at you, you have pretty good genetics. So, you know, and it, it, I just get the feeling that you're going to be a good healer. You're going to heal and come back as, as good as new, but let's not have any more of those tornado DDTs on the floor, okay? That it's wasn't not, it. That wasn't it. That was the, uh, it was a Spanish fly. That was, I was fine. Oh, it was a Spanish fly. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That, let's cut that out of the moveset and, you know, let's yeah, I don't not know. Uh, maybe do no that more, again. Maybe, yeah, maybe no more Spanish flies. But, um, you know, <laughs> things happen for a reason. You know, you, you got to, um, with everything in life, you got to have, you know, learning lessons, right? Maybe I, I do a little bit of the hard way. So I'll be back. You will be back. And uh, once again, thanks for coming on, DJ. It was, it was nice to hear from you. Um, I'd probably like to have you on probably in about, I'd say probably February. Maybe uh, I can give some homework to some of my listeners and, you know, we can watch a couple matches and we'll, we'll have you critique your own, your own work. Oh, um, that'd be awesome. I'd, I'd you know, like to bury myself. That'd be great. That, hey, there's nothing, I bury myself all the time. It's okay. Oh, I bury it's myself fine. constantly. Oh, it's, it's good for the soul. Good for the soul. So, uh, again, I appreciate it. Anytime you want me on, I'm down. So yeah. Awesome. Brother, have a very nice Christmas and a safe New Year. Um, you know, just do your thing and, you know, go out there, guys, and, and support DJ. You know, you can help him out. Definitely, you know, buying buying a T-shirt, you know, puts a smile on his face. So, uh yeah. I'm going to push you off, and and we'll have download links late on t- late tonight or the tomorrow morning, so you can share with your fans. Awesome, I appreciate that, and uh, again, thanks for having me. Yeah, have a happy holiday and, and New Year's Day with your family, loved ones, and uh, be safe. Thank you. Awesome, thanks, DJ. I'll be talking to you. All right, take care. Of course, take care. All right, bye. All right, that was Douglas James. Let's uh before we 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 uh, patch into the kid um let's plug the sponsors we have Joseph DeFalco the 3rd Studios at facebook.com/jd3studios and it's the brown budsy the lovesy dovesy one and only brown butter Matt the man man sliding me 20 seconds here to let you know all the sorcery that brown butter wrestling is conjuring up and it simply cannot be done because everything doesn't fit into 20 seconds and you already know that brown butter makes everything better we make merch for pro wrestlers and promoters who care about the quality of the goods they're selling their fans for the love of the sport of stories that is pro wrestling we sell that merch and more on brownbutterwrestling.com coming Later this month, to your screens, we're producing Shows Over with A.J. Kirsch, a weekly pro wrestling comedy news show with videos submitted by you, the fans. That might be enough for some, but this is brown butter, and it gets even better, cupcakes, so stay tuned. So says the brown budsy. So says brown butter. I love Corey Brown in a completely heterosexual way, but I would like to welcome to the show... The up-and-coming indie performer himself, Mr. Brandon Humphrey. Welcome to the show, B. Hey, what's how going you doing? on? Oh, I'm, 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 how you doing tonight, brother? I'm, I'm, I'm rolling. The cardio's on point. I'm not blowing up. I'm doing pretty damn good. Uh, got the bottles of water here. I'm, I'm ready to, ready to get on going. So Let's do there it, was a, a reason. There was a reason I wanted to have you on, and All it's right, to, it's to show. The, the younger kids out there 
you know, that that have just broken in the business or or training or you know, kind kind of young in the business that if you put in hard work, you get booked. I first saw you for a Gold Rush Pro Wrestling dark match. Okay. Then I saw you move up to the Legends of the Goldmine, which is their their Twitch uh their Twitch uh internet show. Then you got booked in the the Young Lions Cup. And I'm assuming that you're going to be booked on January 26th for the Band Slam in uh Pacifica, which is their their anniversary show. They do a big battle royal every year and they you know, they try to get as many people as possible. So you've started from the dark match, and you're working your way all the way up, and it just goes to show these young kids out there that if you work hard, you get to move up. It's an amazing story. <laughs> I, yeah, I appreciate it, man. And you know what? It really it just comes from my training, boss. Like, I really – I've been extremely blessed. I've been surrounded by a lot of good people. And, uh, you know, guys like Primetime, Zach Reed, you know, Sparky Ballard. Like, I, I, two years ago, if you would have told me that these guys would be taking me under their wing and would be allowing me to perform on their shows and giving me these opportunities and allowing me to, you know, to learn from them, I, 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 I'd have told you, shut the fuck up. You're lying to me, you know. It's never in a million years. Never in a million years. You know. Uh, I spent my 20s um, – I spent my twenties in, in two really bad relationships and wrestling was always on the back burner. I'm 30 years old. You know, I'm not a young man, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I spent, I spent my, my twenties in two really toxic relationships, always wanting to pursue wrestling. And, uh, you know, Zach Reeb, he, he, he offered me the, the opportunity to come up and, and do living the dream in 2013. You know, mm-hmm. I went up to his work farm and I participated in living the dream, and that was just an amazing experience for me right then and there, you know, and I went home, battered, bruised, took second place, and I went home, and, you know, I told my fiance right then and there, this is my future, you know, this is something I've had in me since I was a child, it's something that I've always wanted, and I pretty much got that look of, what is wrong with you, have you bumped your head, or is this really what you want to do with your life, and, you know, it was, it was an extreme uphill battle, and, uh, you know, in 2016, I, I I took the money and I made the leap and I went back up to the PCW work farm and I I, I, uh, I re-got together with Zach and I put in a couple months up there and that was it. My uh, my fiance at the time told me, you know, she wasn't supporting me. If this is my future, I'm not your future. And uh, you know, it took me a little bit of time, but you know, I put in the work. I got everything figured out. <laughs> I got I got her out of my life and. Um, you know, pretty much since November of, of 2017, I'm at that work farm three days a week working with Zach, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm really blessed. I'm lucky to have that guy by my side and him introducing me to Sparky and, you know, Sparky inviting me into the gold rush family. Like I said, I just, I could never imagine this happening to me. Like it's insane. Good things happen to good people. You know, it is what it is, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not just yanking your crank because, you know, you're on the show. You know, I'm just being honest, and I respect the way that you moved up because – and I didn't know that, that that you did the tryout gimmick of at PCW. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, yeah. That, you know, a lot of people have broken in that way. Uh, Desi Derata has won. She won. Now she's mm-hmm. all her. over the place. And, you know, yeah, she's and, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Tall. 
very tall woman. But anyway, I need to watch what I say because, you know, Cobb will drop me on my head. Right, right, yeah. Good you point. Know, so what what matches – okay, here comes the marquee question. Here it goes again, Matthew, with the marquee okay. question. What matches, you know, recently have have stood out for you? And not not so much, you know, I'm getting five stars from Meltzer. Just what made you feel like you're getting it? All right. When it was actually the last Gold Rush show where I watched Jungle Boy and Cobb go at it, that mm-hmm. was the first match that I've watched where intently I could pretty much see things happening before they happened and could see everything coming. And I felt like for probably the first time start to finish in a match, I could see where each guy was going, and I truly understood the storytelling in a sense where, you know, what I'm about to say is probably really cocky, but I actually felt like for the first time ever watching two solid, great performers go, I felt confident that that could be me one day, and I can step foot in that ring with these people, and I actually belong here, you know. But uh, well, there, there's a difference between being cocky and arrogant and knowing shit. You know, mm-hmm. if you know shit and you don't brag about it, then that's the right way. Like you just put it, that's the right way. And you know, real pe- people that are real get it and understand it. You know, they don't. They're not like, oh, that guy's a cocky asshole. No, the way you came off was like, oh shit, I'm getting it now. As you know, as opposed to you know being you know being all cocky and. And having uh, the 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 head the size of Mitch Valentine. Oh my Oop. God! Fuck that guy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> All right, cool. uh, yeah, he's a sore subject. I, I, I gave a you a softball, subject. Nobody's bro. a fan of that man. Yeah. Oh, so um. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I kind of cut you off there. Go ahead. Oh no, no. It, it, I, I just I just wanted to you know to to you know let the people know that it's not being cocky or arrogant. It's just you know it, and you know, and and people that are real or realists, you know, they see it. You know that. And, and, you know, that's and, what I noticed with you. You're you're real with me. You know, it's like you know, good to see you. You know, whatever, and it's cool. It's not you know, hey, here comes that fucking Mark coming in trying to make a name off me and whatever. You know, it's know. Just, you know what? I try to be genuine as I can be, man. And I, sometimes it comes mm-hmm. out blunt. I'm a, I'm a I'm a real loving guy, but yeah, sometimes I'm a little too blunt for people. Sometimes I'm a little too straight up. But yeah, man, you're good people, man. I'm really really happy to be involved, man. I'm really happy that you're part of this whole thing too, brother. Well, I thought about training in '97, and uh, I figured <laughs> out no. Mm-mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, you know what? Two other guys, you know, other than that uh, that match that I just watched at Gold Rush, um, for the last two or three months, pretty much any time I watch Rick Luxury get in the ring, that guy is oh. easy to follow. So, it is so he, incredibly he's the easy fucking to man. follow. He is, he, he, he's the fucking man. And, <laughs> and yeah, like, okay, so, so I mark out on him in the ring, and then, you know, Zach – Primetime, when Primetime gets in the ring, he's giving. He's a fucking genius, but he's giving. He'll go out there with guys, and they'll try to call 20 spots on him. And I've heard him, you know, hey, man, if, if that makes sense, we're going to do it. You know, hey, if, if if we're in position for it, fuck it, you know we're going to do it. The guy does not force shit. And if you come and train with Primetime, if you see that guy in the ring when it actually comes time to get to work, the amazing things that I see him do in training, the 95% of what that guy's capable of, you never see because 
he's not the kind of guy that just stuffs everything in a match. Like, and it, mm-hmm. it almost frustrated me when I first started watching him because I'm like, you got to show these people more. You got to let them see all mm-hmm. these fucking things, incredible stuff that you're really capable of. Well, but the thing, Brandon, Brandon, let, let me cut you off yeah. though. The thing is, when you started seeing MPT, he was on the downslope. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, being a professional's professional, he stepped back and let the youngsters move on up. Is is for sure. That's for sure. that's that's the gift. Is he stepping back and letting the kids shine? You know, because I'm mean, MPT is is PCW. He will always be PCW. It is what it is, mm-hmm. and you don't, you know, that's just the way it be. But he's he stepped back, uh, let the younger kids do their thing. Um, but that's that's giving. That's another way of giving back. And Zach is a phenomenal performer. And you know, even when he's he's doing the mask gimmick, I'm not going to let out any names, but you know what I mean. Oh yeah, cut that yeah, out. Okay, you know what I mean. When he's doing that with the with, with with the other guy that I don't want to mention, I don't want to ruin you know complete kayfabe. But when they do it, it's completely it, it's different and it's 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 far, it's amazing. Um, and you're right about Rick. Um, hands down, I mean he's got to be top ten in at least California. Just just, hand, oh, just I, yeah. I don't Rick doesn't have a bad match. And the guy takes the nastiest bumps I've ever seen. I've watched the guy take apron bumps and then sit backstage 20 minutes later like, just fine. He's a million bucks. Yeah, the guy's a tank. On top of that, there's there's a reason he trains at different schools. You know, he's a trainer at different different schools. You know, not just one academy. He goes to different schools and, you know, and then he'll also want to work your hands on that guy, man. Uh There you go. There you go. Between you know the family and the and the the training, it's you know kind of hard to have that guy you know on a podcast. But so well, we so actually I mean, had we that talking, before, you know, but it was something different. But yeah. So we were talking wrestling, and we we're talking you know some matches that uh that that kind of you know clued me into everything. Um, I've been watching wrestling since I was five years old, man. Like this this was always my dream. It wasn't something I ever thought I was going to put on the back burner. But, you know, you, you start going to college, you, you start eating top ramen, you realize money just doesn't come flowing like you wish it was going to. And, uh, you know, sometimes dreams slowly start getting farther and farther away. And, uh, and I mean, I, you know, I grew, up, I grew up on Hulk Hogan. I remember crying when The Undertaker beat him at, a, I think it was like SummerSlam, like 91. I was like, what, five years old, four years old. That was, the, that was my first real wrestling experience right there. You know, I remember, I remember Brett getting, you know, hit in the face by Mr. Fuji with the uh, with the powder, and you know, Yokozuna beating him, and Hulk Hogan coming out and saving the day. And I mean, my brother, my brother had me convinced that that Hulk Hogan killed himself in the gym. He died with the weight bar falling on his neck. You know, you see Hulk Hogan <laughs> come out and save Bret Hart and, and beat Yokozuna for the belt. Oh my God, I went nuts. You know, it's just now, always been in my blood, man. People have goals, you know, they want to do whatever, they, you know, want to go to WWE, want to go to Japan, and um, I've come up, I've kind of figured out that the phrase would be career-defining moment, as opposed to quote-unquote WrestleMania moment. Um, For some people, like Michael Modest, it was wrestling in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, Other people, you know, uh, wrestling in front of their family, or wrestling at the Cow Palace, or what, what are your goals? As far as as um, 
being a performer and I I I understand that quote unquote the sky's the limit, but where mm-hmm. do you want to go? All right. So I have several goals of things that I need to check off and the fact I already made one of them, all right. I've already been on Gold Rush. So uh wrestling at Gold Rush is one of them. Wrestling for APW is, is another one. Um you know I, I'm a cannabis grower, man. I've been growing for, you know, the better half of my, my adult life. Uh, so I've always wanted to wrestle Hood Slam. You know, it's always, always been, you know, something I really wanted to do. Uh, but once I step away from the whole California scene, you know, I want that ticket to Florida. Going to NXT would be the career-defining moment. Walking out of that curtain at Full Sail University would really be it. You know, to to me, that is where as it is. A contracted, all about. As a contracted performer or as an extra? Oh, as a contracted performer. Okay. Well, I mean, some people just want to want to do a job and be on the network. No, you know I mean? not at all. You know, and I don't yeah. I don't mind if if I get there and my job is the job. Mhm. But my goal is a little more lofty than just walking through the door. I want that contract. All right. We've seen Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, know, right. James James Ellsworth had you know had a contract scumbag, but you know I mean it, anything can happen and you know that that time of year I got is a coming more up. Confidence in myself than uh, than James. You know I I think uh, I think I got a shot legitimately. It's all a matter of exactly what you said. It's just putting in the time. It's putting in the work. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's showing that you're work with a bull. It's showing that you know, that you have a passion for this and and it's just taking care of each other out there. You know, it's really just a matter of working safe, working hard and and knowing how to put on a good show for your fans. Taking care of each other and, you know, not stabbing people in the back. I mean, come on, man. We're, we're all in this together. You know, everybody has their role. Yeah. We're a big family, man. Pretty much. Dysfunctional at times. We may fight and argue, (laughs) but you know what though? In the end, we hug it out and, you know, we move on. And, and you know, that's better people out of all of us. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be. Exactly, exactly. That, that's part of the reason why I started the show. I mean, this is my second incarnation of this yeah. podcast. I started it, you know, in, in 2008, and you know, it was to yeah. have older performers on to share stories to teach younger performers. Uh, that was the whole point, and it still is. I mean, you can learn from anybody. And, you know, I can learn from you, you can learn from me, um, you know, you you can learn from, from watching, you know, uh, Star Child Charlie run around, you know. <laughs> you can learn from many other people. Yeah, speaking and of it, that, it's kid, a cool that thing. kid's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Legitimately, he's, uh, he's 15. Is that is that serious? Is he really 15? That's a shoot. And he started at 12. Okay, I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah, anyway, that kid's fucking great. I didn't like it at first. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I I buried him. I was like, you know, I was so bad. And to the point where his mother actually, you know, sent me a DM on Facebook. You know, and I'm like, she's all, why are you getting on my son? Except for one, I don't like kids in the ring. Okay. He gets my respect for training and, and wiping his boots and stepping in there. Okay. You get that. You get that respect from me. Yeah, I but I just, I just don't respect it as a performer. Um, I mean, you know, six or seven years ago, I didn't even like the girls. You know, I didn't like women wrestling because I grew up with Mula and, and Richter and, you know, Rock and Robin. 
you know, so now, you know, they're Shotzi and, you know, Thunder Rosa, they're all at a whole different level. So, yeah, it's, but it's Charlie, you know, he's right got now. my the respect. Are doing incredible. Hmm. Charlie's growing too. He's not done growing. So you know the there there's some stuff. And that, that's one thing I've that, noticed about the industry in in the two years that I've been around is that if you can see people's potential and you can see their drive, that is the most beautiful thing right there because those people are exciting. Those are the people that you actually are excited to watch grow and excel and go places. There's certain people in this industry that you can look at them and you could already see they are what they are and they're not going anywhere and they don't have any drive mm-hmm. and they're, they're already on the fizzle. So, and it's, it's sad. And it's, 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 you know, it's to each their own, you know, but, uh, but we do need I people like to fill out the cards though. Complain. So, you know, yeah, that we, we do, you know, for, for every giant Johnny Dynamo, there's, uh, I'm okay. I'm not going to bury anybody. Damn it. I, I promised I wouldn't. There's Mitch Valentine, you know. Yeah, you just waste nailed space. it. That was the name I was going to throw back out there. I say, well, <laughs> you know, that guy uh, just hurts people, and it's not cool. <clears throat> you know, you're not supposed to hurt each other. It's supposed to just look like it. I meant to fuck Mitch Valentine. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you could do it again. Maybe we can uh, make an alternative wrestling Are radio three? T-shirt for that one. Ah. <laughs> But we are we're coming up on it. I, I have a legend that's uh, been sitting on hold, and he wants to get on. You know, the veteran. Yeah, I can't it wait is to what it is. Lesson, man. Oh, dude, look. And I just wanted to say, uh, great guy. I was doing my homework, and um, dude, Douglas James, man, that guy is awesome. I pretty much spent the last three days, you know, just YouTubing him and checking shit out. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. seeing what was going on, preparing for for who I was going to get to listen to tonight. And uh, yeah, great guy. He's man. legit. He was a good year. Yeah, he's super legit. legit, man. I look and, forward to hearing Lester and I. And he's a, he's a good kid too. You know, he he's he's honest and and he's straight. He's straightforward. He's you know a straight shooter, which I appreciate. And because he doesn't have to give me the time of day, you know, he was just like fuck you, yeah, buy my yeah. shirt, you know. And he's not, you know, he he talks, you know. That's hey, that's the thing. That Santino the Bros, man, they put out class acts. The oh Santino oh Santino brothers have got <laughs> you know the around, Southern California dude. thing on. Uh, yeah. And there are more coming. There are more coming. But uh, let's uh, let's get out some plugs. Your your Facebook and all that, so um, you know you can get some out of town bookings. Sweet, sweet. Uh, so I'm Brandon Humphrey on Facebook, and I'm Hannibal Humphrey on Twitter. Uh, I'm currently booked December 8th at PCW. I'm booked December 15th at PCW. Uh, both of those shows are in Orville at our work farm. That's at 2305 Beach Street. Uh, show starts at 7 p.m. Um, January, I'm booked uh, WWF on the 15th. And um, I'm open every day besides that. Oh, every shit. Weekend. You're, you're, you're booked for Scotty? Oh, wow. Awesome. Cool. Good to see yeah. you. Good, good, yeah, good. that be cool, man. And, and uh, uh, it's, safe, it's safe to assume that you're booked for Band Slam. Uh, I think it's the 26th, if I remember right. But that's uh, I'm not going to assume. I'll... I'll, uh, I'll I'll, I'll look into it. I'll I'll try to uh, I'll link up with Sparky. I'll you know if he calls me, he calls me. If he doesn't, you know I'll probably show up there. Be ready. Now anyway, I would like to, I would like to thank you for for helping me out with this Jerry Gray shirt. Um, I really appreciate it. It you know it 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 takes a a special person to help out someone in need. That's you know I mean Jerry's just getting killed, you know literally between. 
you know, the rent and, I mean, eating, you know, it's it's hand-to-mouth, not, not to mention the cancer killing him, but I, I appreciate you helping me out with that. Hey, we're a family, brother. You know, at the end of the day, man, like, I'm rooting for him, too, you know, so at least I could do. Awesome. Um, well, brother, but, hey, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity, brother. This was great, and, uh, you know, anytime, anytime you want to chat and talk shop and, uh, you know, just talk wrestling. I'm a wrestling guy, my man. So, hit me I'm up. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start recording segments and shit while I'm at shows. I'm usually, you know, talking shit or whatever. But I should start doing stuff at shows. But I don't know. We'll see. But I think let's do again, it. Let's give it a run. Well, if I don't, if I don't see you, have a, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, whichever denomination you 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 celebrate, have nice holidays and you know kick it with the fam and all of them and uh, be safe. All right, and uh, thanks, Matt. And again, uh, this Saturday, 7 p.m., Orville Pro Championship Wrestling, 2305 Beach Street. Hope to see you all there. Love you, Matt. Thanks, brother. Awesome. Are you gonna stay on the line I'm and gonna... listen, or you want me to cut you off? Oh, uh, let me stay on the line and listen, man. All right, you got it, brother. All righty. Right, so we are getting ready for our main event, but before we patch in the legend, we have to... knows that Adam Thornstow's out with an injury and once again same goes for uh, as it goes with Douglas James that you know selling a t-shirt makes everything feel better a little bit at least tinyurl.com backslash help Adam oi oi that would be oi oi and that'll take you right to uh, to Adam's and Luster's Pro Wrestling Tees shop I'd like to welcome to the show probably one of the scariest individuals I've ever seen in the ring, uh, Mr. Lester the Legend. Um, is it snowing yet? Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's snowing. Uh, it was snowing big time in Reno. It was a fun drive home. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, know, actually, we, we uh, I'm actually sitting out. I'm actually sitting in my truck right now in the snow with the heater on, nice and comfy, because I didn't want to didn't want to wake the kids up. That's tremendous. That's a you know that's a good idea. You know, I actually should maybe turn on the fireplace here. In case you get me cussing or something and yelling and screaming. So, uh, do do we have an update on Adam? How's how's he doing? Um, he's he's doing real good. He's just rehabbing. He's coming along. I mean, I'm sure if you follow Adam on social media, you you've seen. I think what he has the uh, he's kicking a uh, full range of motion with his stretch already, and. Uh, yeah, Adam's got like a Wolverine healing powers, man. Every time he gets hurt, he, he comes back like so fast. It amazes me. I had, a, I had a similar shoulder surgery that he had years back, and yeah, he he, he uh, way recovered better than I did. <laughs> now I've seen the majority of the stuff I've seen 
of you has been tag stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Would you do you do you prefer singles or 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 tag? Um, I prefer tag team wrestling. Um, I mean, I've been a fan since I've been a fan of wrestling. I think my favorites were tag teams. Um, I don't know, like it's because I played team sports like football and stuff. Like being a part of a team is just like a it's like a big thing for me. Um, I've just always liked tag matches more. All my favorite wrestlers were the tag teams growing up. So it's safe to assume you're a big Road Warrior fan. Of course, man. Uh, st- still, the uh, hair still stands up on the back of my neck, man. Yeah, the when I first saw them live in the Cow Palace in in '85, just I had no idea because we didn't have cable yet, so I didn't get the Georgia stuff, or I didn't get to see any of the uh, the uh, the uh, NWA or or even mm-hmm. the you know Vern TV. But I got to see them live the first time. And it was just, I was just blown away. I was like, oh, wow. And yeah. it, ever since, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll hop on the network, type in animal, and, you know, just go down that rabbit hole. And it's just, it's amazing. Um, now, as yeah, far for as tag me, teams. For, for, oh, go ahead, Dave. I said I was going to talk about the roadware some more, man. For me, it was kind of the, I mean, my age, like, I saw the Dollar first when I was watching wrestling because I never had cable growing up. The only thing I ever got was Superstars and uh, the mm-hmm. WWE magazine. <laughs> you know, like I, I knew of the NWA from like, um, you know, PWI and stuff, but I never really got to watch it because I never had cable. And uh, I saw in a, an old AWA tape at my like, Toys R Us when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, it's a Legion of Doom. It says Road Warriors, but it was from AWA. <laughs> And, and I, I fell in love with them even more. I was like, they were way more badass back then. <laughs> like, and uh, from then on, I was just like kind of tape trading and stuff like that of anything old school road warriors I could get my hands on. They abused the enhancement talent in the AWA. I mean, Nacho Barrera would get killed. I mean, when he <laughs> took the Doomsday device, it's like, dude, it's not you know, it's not worth the the payoff. I'm I'm sorry. I, I just from that height, possibly falling on your head, I just. Don't no. I'm sorry. I don't see the point. <laughs> kind of like the, so when, uh, the when, uh, one we gave the one the one we gave Stiker at uh, King Indies. Yeah, there you go. That's a perfect perfect the one. Day to the floor. Oh, <laughs> that was not. Did you try to kill Homeboy? <laughs> I was. Well, he's living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. Since since. Yeah, Since he was going to have the program after with Fredericks, you may as well, you know, soften him up for your buddy. Yeah, because everybody knows Carl tries too hard. Well, speaking of Fredericks, you know, we got to see that guy on, on uh, the New Japan World. Uh, you know, he's doing his yeah. thing in the dojo. Um, how was he as a student? Um, as a student, he was... Um... <sighs> He was awesome, man. I mean, it's you train so many people, and I love training people, but it's just like a blessing when someone shows up and can do a fucking forward roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I hear you. I love it when an athlete shows you. up. I'm like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> and then besides the fact that he's an athlete, um, you can see the passion and, and uh, the love for wrestling. Um, 
I, I say you get the, the feeling. Like, you get that feeling I, like sometimes yeah, when, he belongs in that ring. People, yeah, and when I train people, sometimes I get mad. I'm like, do you watch wrestling? And they're like, every week. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what are you watching? Are you just watching the fireworks go off or what? Because, like, I could do Macho Man mannerisms when I was fucking eight years old. And, like, some people step in the ring and they don't know how to act. And uh, they just – you could tell Carl knew, knew what was up, man. And besides that, he was the best student because he pushed everyone around him. Like, he, you know, with drills, everything, just, yeah, he stepped, it made, he pushed everyone. So, and it, and it shows where he's at, you know. I uh, don't ever really, like, ever take credit when people are like, oh, you trained Carl. And I'm like, you know, I introduced him to wrestling. Like, I don't like to take credit for anyone's accomplishments. Like, he did that because. Right. I mean, it's just like having a good trainer. You need a good student. Like, you got to be the best trainer in the world. If that person doesn't listen or apply themselves, they'll go nowhere. It's a very good point. Um, well, you know, while we're we're going to jump off topic real quick, I'd like to that thank Corey Dayton. There, no, no, not at all. I just wanted to put your boy uh, Corey over for, you know, the, oh. the, the hunger for headlocks. Absolutely. You know, or uh, headlocks for hunger. You know, they did it again. Um you know, another big big showing drew, drew drew some people, raised some money for a good cause. Um, I just wanted to put Corey over, man. You know, he it's amazing that you know he's doing that shit for his community. Um, now, have you been on on all of the the uh, Headlock on Hunger shows? Um, I can't remember. I think I missed one. I believe me and Adam were somewhere. We were booked somewhere. Already like flown in somewhere and we missed it, but we've been on, been a part of pretty much every one. Like we did one. We we used to do it was as a canned food drive. We kind of started it and then we stopped one year, just for some reason I don't remember why we stopped. And Corey uh, just I don't know he took that ball and he he made it his mission. It's like his thing. He works on it all year round, and he puts his heart into it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why I mentioned it. You know, it takes a special person to, you know, set your, your personal life aside, you know, and, and give all that time and effort, you know, for someone, you know, you really don't know. But, you know, I, I just I had to put the kid over. You know, it's just, just it's awesome. Um, so let's let's get back to, to your career. I mean, you've been, you, you've been with Impact. You've, you've done uh, the Global, uh, global Force. Um, mm-hmm. See, you've you've done uh, everything but PWG down south. Um, you've done the crash. Uh, let's talk about the crash. Uh, I know it was the match that Adam got hurt, but uh, how was the atmosphere down there in Tijuana? It was um, it was a weird night because, like you said, it was the night Adam got hurt. There were so many emotions. I was like, man, this is an awesome place. Um, like the atmosphere, just the fans there. You know, I mean, they they researched this, had pictures of us printed up, ready, wanting autographs, and it just it kind of blew me away. And then coming out, I mean, that that place was sold out. And I've been mm-hmm. in big crowds that big before, like not a lot of them, but like Global Force probably had the same numbers, but it was a a bigger stadium. Um, but it was like literally, you know, you do you do a 360 turn, that whole place was full because the way the arena is set up, it's just like you know. It was really cool in the ring, and uh, it was the match was going great. You know, place was going crazy. 
Adam looks over at me and he goes, and he saw it on his face because I tore my bicep and uh, and I was like, fuck. And so it was weird. It was such a high and then a, and then a low. And but the whole yeah. the whole experience, the way they treat the wrestlers there, it was like top notch, very professional. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely something you guys you will go back. You, you, you they'll, wrestler, they'll have you back definitely. Definitely. I know my book. There's, I know my bookings, man. There, there's some. There's some matches <laughs> well, they down there that. They, 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 they want us back for sure. Um, yeah. There's some stuff that needs to be done down there. If you're breaking into wrestling, that's that's where you, you want to be there. Um, they treat you great, and the, the crowd and that, that experience and the talent they bring in, it's awesome. Now it's it's like they're the top indie type of, you know, it's it's cool, but. You know, the thing is, it starts at Tijuana and goes all the way up to Washington. You know, we have Defy, we have, uh, we have, uh, you know, of course, APW, mm-hmm. and, um, and then we have uh, PCW Ultra all the way down south. Um, have you worked for Joe for PCW? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We just wrestled a, well, what month was it? A couple of months back, we wrestled him in a... Him and Jacob. Uh, and Fatu, yeah. War Beast. Yep. They're taking on the Border Patrol at the next show, which with uh, Kratos and Wise Guy, which should be pretty fun. Oh. Um, yeah. You know, that's another company that's blowing up. PCW's, you know, it, it's healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're definitely one of the places you, I mean, if you if you want to be in the top places through California, they're one of them. Like, you want them, you want to get booked there. And being on Amazon Prime doesn't hurt, so... No. No. So let's uh, let's what get back get in let's get into the Wayback Machine. Way back right, I'm not going to make the Kevin Sullivan sound, but um let's let's All talk right. about your training. Um if I remember right, don't quote me, but if I remember right, you were trained by Mustafa of the Gangsters, is that correct? Yes. He's one of okay. the guys, yeah. How did you hook up with Mustafa of all people? All right. So, our my first trainer was um, was Brian Brigger, and he was a uh, you know WWE jobber. Um, his most famous thing, he was the guy who got his feet lit on fire by Papa Shango. Mm-hmm. If you if you remember that, and uh, oh yeah, that was probably his claim to fame as a jobber. You know, his feet got lit on fire. Um, Brian's an awesome trainer. Um, I think by the time I debuted. I already felt I was on the level of a lot of people. Um, Brian, um, and he, Brian will credit us, like me, Adam, Corey. He, he, you know, his biggest compliment to us was like, you guys already kind of almost knew what you were doing already. I just kind of had to put psychology into you guys and just tone up a few things. And, he, you know, as far as he trained us. And uh, one day we were training at the gym we had. It was an open boxing gym, too, and, Mustafa just walked in the door, and here's this big guy sitting there talking to, to Brian. I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. That looks familiar. And I'm in the middle of the ring, like, you know, I got a guy like a headlock. I'm kind of calling a spot, and, and I kind of hear him. He's like, me and New Jack. And I was like, dude, that's Mustafa. Like, like I slid out, actually, I slid out of the ring, and I went up to Adam. I was like, here's Mustafa, like, totally marked out. And, uh, yeah, he was living in Reno, and, um, yeah, he just started training from there. I mean, I'd listen to him. I would stay when training would end. He would just. Talk, talk, talk. I don't know how many trips me and Adam, after like a hard day of training, we go to the buffet and just Mustafa would eat like 10 plates and <laughs> just talk wrestling, man. 
I mean, if you, if you that's one good. That's one good thing about being based in Reno. Yeah, that's one good thing about being based in Reno is you have all those fucking buffets all over. Oh, land of the buffets, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, Silverado's still yeah. the best, but I'm just yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rather inexpensive, and you know, it's a it's a pretty good way to pack on some pounds. Yes. So that's actually uh, it, oh go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. All right. I actually, you know, now you talked about, you know, um, um, sports teams and, and whatnot. Um, what, um, did you play basketball at all? No. Really? No, I would play, I would play for fun, you know. Oh, okay. I didn't mind playing pickup games with people, but I was the worst person on the court. Oh, uh, <laughs> just, just because the the way you're built, your body, you're built like a, uh-huh. a, a, a small forward. You know, for if you know for the basketball heads out there, wow! I didn't yeah. know that you didn't play. I always assumed you played basketball just because you know no, you the way you move. Paul is Adora. You got me confused with the, the wrecking ball. No, 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 no. The wrecking ball no, is he played place. basketball. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a big dude too, man. He's a big man. Everything's big about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of of Paul Isadora. What yeah. did you think of his match with Brutal Rob Hands at the Virgil Flynn the Third Memorial Show? Well, honestly, my experience was just watching everyone in the back, you know. <laughs> they were all going nuts like we were out, out, out front, right? Yeah, it was sold out at the curtain. Everyone was watching. Um, I was pretty much watching their backs peek through the curtain. I didn't actually see it, but I could hear it. And uh, that sounded amazing. Yeah, that that Rob Hands is a he's a very special right talent. He's a good dude too. I like him. He's 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 hilarious. I want to interview that guy so bad. But we got to get him a tag partner. I'd love to see him take on the scum. Uh, the thing is, I don't know who he would team with. Hmm. Now you've you guys as as a team you've you've wrestled you know a who's who. Of, of Northern California, Southern California teams uh, from mm-hmm. the classic, the former Classic Connection. I'm still not happy with Buddy, but um, and the program you had uh, recently in APW with the Silverin Commandos. Um, what what tag matches or program like really just stood out to you? Like, oh shit, this is the way it should be. <laughs> the way it should be. Hmm. Right. I'll just go back, I guess, way uh, a ways back to uh, just because some of the matches were my favorite, um, and the build-up of the whole feud. Um, what was it? I forgot the exact name. It was Rick, Rick Luxury and Chupacabra were the wrestlers. I don't remember what their tag name was at the time. And SPW. Industry standards. A new, I was gonna guess that it was a new industry standard. Standards, yep. right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. that uh. We chased the belts for a long time. We kept getting like screwed out of it, or never. We couldn't quite win, or we win by DQ. And uh, my favorite, like, probably my favorite matches was the two out of three falls match we had with them at the uh, one of the anniversary. I believe it was the anniversary show. 
And I just, I still remember the pop of when we won the third fall, like the, the crowd, like, got, like when they jump out of their seats, actually, that's like that. Yeah, I felt it. It was one of those times in wrestling, like I definitely felt it more than other times. Like we finally won the belts. And then, then the rematch we had with, or down the line, we had the, the cage match, the bloody cage match. was just the whole program I thought was built right. I think it was a long feud, almost a year or something it felt like. Well, in my eyes, Rick Luxury can do no wrong. Um, just he's, you know, whether it's entertaining me as a fan or the boys in the back, he just uh, just brings things to a whole different level. Um, do you see Rick slowing down anytime soon, or or is he going to find a partner and get down with you guys again? Man, I, I don't know. Like. Anyone who teams with them, they're already a contending tag team, I think. Because um, I, I, I like not just Rick and Shoopy is one of our favorite matches, but Rick and a lot of people have been yeah, exactly. mine and Adam's favorite matches. Um, yeah, I would I actually like to see down. you guys. Um, I, I would like to see you guys in a in a prolonged program with with Rick and Boyce. Um, I think that. They're that that that's it. I mean, because they're the two. Uh, they are the top of the line as far as uh, singles performers in in California, in my opinion. And you guys have you know the tag the tag thing down. I think that that would be a pretty fun program. Um, maybe when uh, Adam comes back, you never know. Um, yeah, you never know. So I first. I first met you in a pizza parlor at a Fog City show. And okay. let's talk about Fog City. I, I, thought, it was a di- um, I thought it was a different time, but I, I just remember that. I kind of didn't No, it was, it was Fog City. It was Fog City. It wasn't, it, it wasn't in the parking lot at Pro Wrestling Revolution? When, nope, that was when after. They went, when, they went, when they went and let me backstage, so I had to sit in the parking lot? <laughs> that was after. That was after. Oh, okay. Fog City was first. Okay. Um, you, you guys, you and uh, you were teaming with uh, with uh, Shane and Paul, and obviously Adam, and you had the the feud with with uh, Caesar Black. Um, let's oh, talk yeah. about Fog City. Um, that was some. That stuff was completely different than anything that we saw up here. Um, yeah. Any idea why? I I can't like put my finger on it. Man. Um... I don't know if I could nail it down. I don't know. Like, oh, well, first, I know I started Dom and uh, um, who was it with Dom? Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. Yeah, yeah. They they, they promoted the hell out of it, man. First off, um, I think from the start they uh, what was it Rikishi was that first show they sold out. It was, yep. Uh, with Rikishi, and I think they just they just like nailed it that first show, and I, I think they just carried with it, man. Like. I mean, our feuds, I mean, we feuded with the Samoans, mm-hmm. and then we feuded with the Luchadors. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then I thought, and then I had the match with Raven. And I, I don't know, like, we were the bad, you know, we were the heels, but the crowd started cheering us. It was actually that match against Raven, I remember. Like, um, it kind of blew me away in the ring. Like, the crowd started booing him. They were chanting the same old shit, and they were like, they were chanting the always. And I was just like, shit, it kind of turned. We became the... Uh, the babies there. 
And, yeah, that was. Uh, then we feuded with the Black Army. I mean, we just—I don't know. We were always in a big feud, and the crowd was just rowdy, man. Oh, that was so much fun! I, I still remember, you know, uh, Jungle Boy hitting Marcus Mack with the sliced bread. Um, just insanity. Uh, I just think that you know, it, they couldn't withstand shelling out the money that they did. And but I, I'm I'm still trying to get. Still trying to get Caesar Black to release all that footage because there's some really good stuff. Like uh, uh, Debata had that match with with Necker Butcher when they crawled yeah. all over the building. That was that was insane. Uh, awesome Kong was on that show. Um, I mean they they had Eric Cannon on his way home from Dragon Gate. Uh, it's just a, just a crazy 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 product, and the the venues were cool too. So the, yeah. the the nightclub type of atmosphere. So are you um you guys are you still training people or is uh is the wrestle factory closed? There uh, there is a wrestling school in Reno again. Our, our my first trainer Brian Brigger actually is back in town and opened up a school. Um, we all kind of poke our heads and train. You know, I'll show, I'm trying to show up and train with the guys here and there, but um, just with family life and everything, I don't want to be the guy in charge. You know, I just want to show up on the days when I, you know, I'm mentally into it to train. You know, I don't want the responsibility of, you know, taking people's paying money and being there, you know, every single time. <laughs> so, have have you and Adam been contacted about, you know, taking a booking and then doing a tag team seminar? Um, yeah, we did one for uh, Mikey Gordon at Fist. That went really good. Um, we did one in um, Portland years back, and there were tag team seminars, yeah. We do them, and um, it might take a lot of work, but if anyone ever wants to come to Reno and train, you can always hit us up. Um, scheduling might be tough, but I'm always I'm always down to a – you know, someone can come down and always check out the school. There's an open door policy there, I believe. Yeah, it's amazing. Things have changed. You know, where you can, you know, stick your head into a school, you know, and and, and train, you know, here or there, or you know, whether it's at the Stoners or you know, at the mm-hmm. Gold Mine or, you know, up up in Reno, or, you know, it's not as politically screwed up as it used to be, mm-hmm. which is cool. Well, you know, it's all about learning. So, yeah, well, one of the big things we kind of always taught with the Wrestle Factory we were doing, and Brian first kind of told me a line one time, he's like, nothing's really written 100%, nothing's like 100% written in stone, you know, nothing's written in stone, and you should never stop learning, and that's just kind of what I always preach, I mean, you can always keep learning new stuff, and nothing's like really written in stone. So, I've I've gone through your... I've gone through your your career, through your cage match results and and all that. Uh, you've had one one match with the Briscoes, um, mm-hmm. which was a hell of a match. Um, yeah, that's a good is one. there is there any teams out there that say Marcus Marcus Mack asks you who would you like to defend the belts against next month? What mm-hmm. is that one team that you want that you the, personally want to just bring in the Briscoes? <laughs> I want to wrestle with him, man. No, that, that was an awesome match. Um, they were always on my, um, I guess if I had a list, they were like 
honestly, they were number one at that time when we got to wrestle them. Um, uh, yeah, I would love to wrestle them again. Um, yeah, there, there were some teams. A lot of them got signed, honestly. Um, I don't know if there's a team currently going that's like, that's my dream match. Um, I mean, Mac tried to book the Lucha Brothers. Um, no, okay, let's not. Let's. That's still you know, that, a bad. Be honest, no. that, that, honestly, that's still a team. I was like, you know, haven't had the one-on-one with them, um, mm-hmm. just because of the, the the bad stuff that happened, you know, or with us, with the unfortunate stuff with Impact happening. We never actually got. Well, we get when we wrestled them at BTW, but I would like to wrestle them again. Um, Mm-hmm. What well, the match with the match with LAX was not filmed, was it? I think some there was people. Someone filmed it. It was definitely filmed, but uh, it wasn't broadcast. The, the next night right. was their little one night pay per view. Right. Hmm. Yeah, because I heard that was that was a legit match of the year candidate that that you guys just completely stole the show. Um. I mean, you know, it's getting I, to the I point think so. where it was a good one. It's getting to the point where you know we need to call the police to you know have you and Adam and whoever your opponents are arrested for you know stealing the show. It's it's kind of not. I mean, fair. I think at this point, at this point, I mean, it's not really stealing the show if you're expected to be the best match of the night. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what? That's the a very good point. To steal the show, you got to not be expected to steal the show. So, yeah. Good point. So. <laughs> This uh, this this tag title reign you've you've defended against you know pretty much everybody I mean from Walter to Walter and Thatcher um, mm-hmm. to uh, Fredericks and Stiker uh, Douglas James I mean you've gotten in the ring with with all these teams and you know I don't you guys think aren't I've ever done. wrestled Douglas I haven't wrestled Douglas James well, oh that's right that's right that's right that's right Douglas James and Jake Atlas they wrestled the 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 bully gang I stand corrected yeah, there you go. I stand corrected, but there's time, so that uh, I'm pretty sure that that match is bouncing around in uh, Marcus Mack's head. Um, but we'll see what happens. We get Adam back, and then we go from there. Um, so, are you taking bookings as as a single, or what's going on with uh, your single career? Oh yeah, book, book the cowboy, baby. <laughs> you, you haven't followed me on social media. With the of new course. Haircut. Yeah, man. I like that. I like that. I got a nice little piece of land right outside of Lovelock, Nevada. I got some horses now. I'm out there riding. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I I, I, showed, I, showed my wife the, I showed my wife the haircut. She's like, no, he cut it. I'm like, hey, you know, you can do. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm taking bookings, man. Um but I'm also not worried about him right now. Um, it's really nice to be home uh, with my family, um, especially just because how busy it was getting for us um, yeah. the last couple months and um, how busy it's going to be when Adam comes back because uh, like, it's going to be full-blown. Like, you know, we're not spring chickens. We're old. And, like, this is this is the time in my life and my career. I, I It's the stuff I want to look back and be, like, proud of what I did. Um, honestly, like even though my matches were good and stuff, like the first ten years of my career, I, I could honestly forget about, except for the experiences I have with people. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I want to show anybody from my first ten years of wrestling. 
even though it wasn't bad at the time, I'll even look at him like, yeah, it wasn't that bad, but just, um, I'm not what I felt I should have been in front of a crowd. Like <laughs> I got very content early in my career and I'm like, I'm bigger than the guys around me. You know, I'm already over. I started getting the same, the same couple of shows everywhere. It's the same shit. It's like, no, man. Like, I just feel that's disrespectful. If you say you love wrestling and you're all about it and it's your life, you need to put the best version of you out there. I just, I think some guys, I'm going to go on a rant. I think some guys should take a break from wrestling. Like, like me, not worried about getting bookings until Adam comes back. Like, I work on myself right now. I heal up. We're coming back the best version you've ever seen of us. And I think some guys could take a month or two off. And, uh, you know, some guys are falling apart out there. And I just, <laughs> I don't know. Well, guys need to Give take your, care of themselves. and Put the best version of yourself out there. So, And that's what you're going to see the last couple of years and what you're going to see f- the rest of the Reno scum out there. You're going to see the best version of us. Like this is, this is the time of my career I want to be the most proud of. So, Hey, I'm going to be We're right there, it. right there riding with you, cowboy, to the bitter end. Now, yeah. my, my um, hair grows back fast, man. My hair grows back fast. <laughs> I, I have does. a personal personal dream match that I, I would love to see would be Let's you and Amish Johnson. I would fucking um, kill him. I think I would you guys would. Him. I think I, I think you guys destroy Amish Johnson. I mean, I'm down. I, I love bookings. But hey, I'll kill him. Scott bloodbath, Scott Brigante. In January, you were running WC w, WCPW out here. Let's book it. Book Amish against Luster. Let's do it. Let's I, do I, it. I say we don't even. I say we don't even build that shit. We just put it in a steel cage. Right off the bat. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous. Well, b- before we wrap up, I'm going to go with the Marky Mark Mark question: How did it feel to step out the curtain in the world famous Cow Palace? Oh. Oh, it felt like I belonged. Um, I think with the match, I, when I when I come out, I try to soak up stuff like that. When I come out to the curtain, um, you know, just like any time, like first time debuting an Impact or the first Global Force tapings, like that was a packed crowd. The first tapings we did and the production they put into it, it was. I try to soak it in, you know, and <laughs> just be thankful, and, and um, I thank the Lord for it. And um, but when the match ended, is when I really sunk sunk it in because the like, match is over. Pretty sure we killed it, and it sucked the first time not being there with Adam. I mean, he was there. I mean, because he was at ringside, but right. uh, I know how much it would have meant for him. And thank God they ran there twice, so we got, I got to experience it being out there with Adam. But it was very cool. It was it was a special moment for all of us, not just you know the boys and you know with the fans too. Those of us that yeah. that go back with with Roland, and that was always Roland's dream was to run the Cow Palace, mm-hmm. you know, and Mark was a, twice. A lot of pressure. Um, I wouldn't lie, there was pressure on me. Like I felt it. Um, I, um, being the champ, uh, 
there was a lot of pressure because it was going to be me and Adam at first, but there still was. I'm like, I'm not out there with Adam. I'm not in the tag match. I mean, I knew I had confidence in myself at the match, but just knowing how much it meant to everybody, that show that I was in the position I was at, um, just performing in that building, it, it meant there was some pressure for sure. And it, it, it just, it, once I went through the curtain, it, it, like, it, like, it settled. I just couldn't tell at all. I mean, you guys tore the house down. It was a, a great match, which I'm actually going to watch, not right when I get off the phone, but later on, I'm going to, I'm going to watch Pac and Yoshino from Dragon Gate. So, yeah. uh, want to see uh, Neville? I definitely remember uh, coming back. I remember the next day waking up with a smile on my face, man, and just uh, it, it's carried into the, you know, it just carried in over the next day. And I, in a funny story, like Kevin Sullivan afterward, he said they're talking to me. The, the match is over, and I just threw a beanie on over my mohawk, and I got my glasses on, you know. And he's just talking, and he, he's congratulating, <laughs> like talking to Morris to tell him how good the match was. It was awesome. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't get to get to see your match. <laughs> he goes over there, I was like, yeah, I, was in the, I was in the match with him, and he was like, I got the mohawk, and he was like, oh, Clark Kent, you know. <laughs> I like Sullivan. He's a trip. He's a trip. Well, we're uh, we're up against it. My wife is giving me the go home sign. So um, let's get out some plugs. People want to book you or you know uh, uh, shoot the shit with you on on social media and whatnot. All right, here's the worst part. I don't know any of my shit. I'm still I've been wrestling forever, but I'm really bad at social media. I'm really shitty at podcasts. I want to be good at them. That's why I was like, I want to go on this show. Because I, I, I love podcasts. I like your show. I've been, I, I, I've been listening to it. It's interesting to hear from some of these guys, especially some of the uh, younger guys. Um, there's a lot of guys in NorCal I don't know because I don't wrestle a lot of the shows anymore. Outside of Matt, uh, outside of APW, really. I mean, I'm not in NorCal a lot anymore. And there's a lot of young up-and-comers, and everyone's like, oh, this guy's good, this guy's good. And, well, if you know me, um, they're not good until I think they're good because I think uh, I think a lot of people in NorCal, like, there's a lot of you guys, your fans are awesome, but some of you guys, <laughs> I, I've never heard you say a bad thing about a bad wrestler. And I'm like, if everyone's getting this compliment, somebody's got to be bad around here. And, uh, no, no, no. There's, no, there's if, if someone's like, bad, they get the shovel. I mean, and I don't yeah, give a no, shit. A I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, you can be honest, but there's a lot of people out there, and I'm like, um, I don't know. People learn different. Everyone's trying to be nice, but my first trainer never thought I would even make it. He just thought um, that inspired me to fucking prove him wrong. And then, and I'll give people advice. You're doing this wrong, man, and hopefully they take it right. But some of these guys are getting praised that shouldn't get praised. Just, uh, I don't know, I want to say that. I want to come on your show more. It was definitely fun. Um, I don't know. You probably know my plugs better than I do. You already plugged the uh, Pro Wrestling Tea Store. Oh, yeah. Right? That's, yes, uh, sir. I am looking for your Twitter here. I just got off the couch. My le- le- it's, like, it's, wow. it's like LegendBaby81. Yep. I probably only tweeted like 200 times total. <laughs> I don't and really use Facebook that one. would be david.luster.121. And there's a, actually a Reno Scum fan page out there too. So, yeah, I don't know. Yes, I will. Uh, I will plug your your uh, your t-shirts for 
Pro Wrestling Tees right now would be tinyurl.com backslash help Adam Oi Oi O I O I. Um, yes, Christmas is coming. Get those uh, get those shirts out. Buy those shirts so uh, you know the the legend can uh, get the little legend a little something special for the holidays. But Dave, oh yeah, I got th- it I was got fun. three of them, man. No, there you go. Well, jeez. <laughs> yeah, wow. no, it was fun. Um, yeah, hopefully, have me back on. I'd, uh, I I got to come on here sometime and help you interview. I want to interview the people with you if that's cool. Every once in a while, be like a reoccurring guest. I don't have a problem with having a recurring co-host. I don't because you know, know how you know how I'm about to start. You know, my podcast talking shit and putting myself over. I just talk shit about people and, you know, talk about how great I am. And I, I kind of want to get into this podcasting game. Well, you know, I produce. All you need is All a right, phone. You know, I'll, I'll let you go. People don't need to hear about this crap anymore. But I uh, thank you. I'll talk to All you right, later. All right, brother. Have a, have a safe Christmas, and, and God bless you and your family, brother. Oh, you too. God bless, man. All right. That was the larger half of the Reno Scum Luster the Legend. Uh, wow, that was a pretty interesting interview. I didn't think it would go the way it did, but you know what? It was fun. And uh, I, I had the feeling come 2019 we'll be uh, hearing a little more of uh, Luster on the Zombie Podcast Network. But let's uh, let's wrap things up here. Um, let's go with... Uh, oh, coming on December 17th. It is a... Monday, it'll be our annual uh, annual Christmas extravaganza. Um, let me pull up who I have booked so far. Booked so far, we have uh, Carlo Carlson, who is a friend of mine from the East Coast. He's the guy that kicked me in the ass to get me going again in the podcast game. So, yeah, Carlo will be on. We also have D-Rogue, the world's largest Wait, was it the world's largest cruiserweight? I don't remember, but I like D-Rogue. I just saw him uh, Sunday night at a Legend of the Goldmine taping. He'll be on. And we have a couple segments that still need to be booked. And the main event will be Chicago's own, uh, the, oh, jeez, is it the Angel of Flight? Uh, Mike Matthews, he'll be on. And uh, we are also giving the opportunity for people to give, uh, you know, shout-outs um, if you want to plug your merch, you want to wish your your wife a Merry Christmas or whatever, um, you know, uh, you can either record audio message or a video message, and I'll convert it uh, from 30 to 60 seconds, and we'll play it during the show. Um, instead of, you know, we'll have open lines too, but also we'll be doing that. Um, let's uh, plug the sponsors. We have BrownButter.com, uh, who uh, are are working miracles for. Uh, independent performers uh, as far as merchandise and whatnot. And uh, Corey's a good dude. Uh, I I wouldn't do business with him if I didn't, you know, if he wasn't a good guy. Also, uh, my other sponsor would be Joseph DeFalco, the third studios, uh, facebook.com backslash JD three studios. Joey and myself, we, we both uh, collaborated on making my, uh, my AWR t-shirt. So you can get that at, AWR t-shirts at tinyurl.com backslash A-W-R-T-E-E T and the letter E twice. So buy the shirt. Um, also, we have our past show archives 
um, the Alternative Wrestling Radio archives, as well as the Rubber Guard Radio archives. Uh, I suggest finding the Al Snow episode. If I remember right, it's either number 60 or 66. Uh, that was such a fun interview, uh, worth checking out. That would be tinyurl.com backslash altwradio. That's, that'll bring you right to the Blog Talk site. Um, I need to get, you know, uh, at least, uh, you know, how the 605 does their their uh, their little website. It's like a blog kind of thing. I need to get one of those. Um, so now while we're still giving out uh, plugs, once again, tinyurl.com backslash help DJ. Um, let's uh, uh, buy a shirt from Douglas James. It helps him out. It'll make him feel better. Also, Adam Thornstow slash uh, Lust for the Legend will be tinyurl.com backslash help Adam oi oi. And keep your eyes out on Brown Butter, uh, awr.html. Uh, the Jerry Gray shirt will be dropping any day now. Um, the shirt would cost $21.99 plus shipping. I think it should be about $25. And $10 of that goes right into the po- into the GoFundMe of Jerry Gray, uh, who's battling cancer and uh yeah we're 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 you know we're trying to just help him out i mean you know the dude's got enough shit going on and enough enough to worry about um also upcoming shows on thursday december 27th well it'll be the west coast pro wrestling focus show uh you mentioned uh, mr humphrey earlier he is booked for this for, to appear on the show in january for for scott Bragante. um we're this one I'm not booking the guests. It's up to Scott. Uh, we're going to do a focus on on their on their promotion. And no, I didn't accept any money um, from Scott to do this. I'm doing it because it's another promotion. Um, I'm Switzerland. I pride myself on being Switzerland. Uh, I, I learned a long time ago a hard lesson that you can't be sponsored by a pro wrestling company. You just can't. You have to do it for the boys and the girls. And the fans, you know, you you can't be stupid like that. And it, you know, it caused heat and it was dumb. But I learned my lesson, and I'll book anybody. I don't give a fuck. Um, now, as far as you know, this this whole thing with Kirk White and big time wrestling, I don't want to do business with Kirk White. I have my own personal issues with him, and I just don't want to do business with him. He disrespected me and. And this was a while ago, but you know what? I'm an elephant, and I don't forget, and I'm just not going to deal with it. So, you know, they reached out. Uh, his publicist, I guess, reached out to, uh, you know, uh, uh, get uh, Kirk and some of his people on the show. I don't know why. I think it was because of some heat with uh, with chemo or whatever, because I offered to have chemo on the show. I'm like, you know what, dude? I, I don't want to deal with this shit. I'm fucking Switzerland. I want to book people. I want to talk shit with people. I want to sell T-shirts. You know, I want want to have my my dogs on the couch while I'm doing my thing here. You know, so yeah, that that that'll do it from here. But uh, we'll wrap up with a couple commercials, and then uh, that should do it. Oh, support your local indies. This tastes just like I imagined Phil would taste. Phil in a bottle right here. It's uncanny. Whatever happened to Phil? Mangoes are great. Snapple mango tea tastes just like them. 
Greetings, wrestling fans. This is Dave Dynasty, host of the Dave Dynasty Show, the podcast that every week brings you nearly two hours of pro wrestling goodness from the Midwest. We feature interviews with the legends of the past, stars of today, and the prospects of tomorrow. We have segments that feature classic wrestling audio, whole episodes devoted to the history of Midwest pro wrestling, and much, much more. Do not miss an episode of the Dave Dynasty Show. We are available on all podcast platforms, or you can access past episodes and all of our social media links by visiting DaveDynasty.com. Be good, be safe, and keep on growing.